You're listening to the VFC Sermon Podcast. At the end of this episode, please take a moment to download our free VFC Thomasville app, where you can access all of our messages, sermon notes, announcements, and small group lessons. Our app is the easiest way to keep up with everything going on here at VFC. We hope that this message helps you in your walk with Jesus and encourages you to belong, believe, and become. Hilarious. When I was in high school uh, here in Thomasville, I was known to be a Christian. Um, My brother and I had a Christian rock band. Uh, We were kind of a big deal in Pelham. And uh, I could be seen at the different, you know, youth meetings and stuff like that. And I was just known uh, in the community to, to be a Christian. My whole family was. Uh, and I had a group of friends that we would hang out and, and get together and, and cut up and, and spend the night at each other's place and stuff. And, and they had a little bit different uh, level of uh, acceptance of movies that my family did. And every once in a while, they would talk me into watching a movie that I knew I wouldn't have been able to watch at my house. And, and it wasn't, I mean, I'm not talking about, you know, pornography or something, but it was just not, it was not what you know, my family had decided we were going to do and and the kind of stuff we were going to watch. Well, one time uh, we were returning a DVD to the video store. By the way, if you're under the age of 25, there used to be these stores. (laughs) Friday night after driving through Taco Bell because they had free refills, you would go to movie gallery, blockbuster, video warehouse, or I'm going to see who's old school here in Thomasville, Curtis Mathis. Okay, all right. And you would go into this physical building and you would look for a movie and it'd have a picture of it. And if it had the DVD or the VHS behind, you could rent it. And pro tip, if you didn't find the one that you really wanted, you could check the return bin because that's where some of them were hanging out. And you would go and you would get your DVD or video, you'd take it home and watch it. Well, we had done that. We had rented a DVD. In this case, it was one of those movies that uh, would not have been allowed in my house. So we're returning it to the video store. We walk in and there is a girl that was in my youth group there. And she goes, oh, hi, Jamie. I'm like, hey. And I'm like, I know what's in my friend's hands. I'm just going to go scoot down one of these aisles here and act like I'm not a part of this. And so my friends, they, they returned the video and they go, oh, she goes, hey, what did y'all watch? And they say, I, have, I genuinely have no idea what movie it was or I would tell you. I really don't. What did y'all watch? And they said this, and, she's, and I can hear her from down the aisle. She goes, did Jamie watch that? <laughs> Guys, my heart just sunk because in that moment, my entertainment choices didn't match my reputation as a Christian. We're continuing our Elephants in the Room series where we tackle tough topics and sensitive subjects. Y'all notice Ernie the Elephant? You see where he was today? He's been moving around. He's on top of the drum cage. He wants to be a drummer, evidently. Uh, he'll probably find somewhere else next, um, next week. So today we're talking about the tough topic of entertainment. Should a Christian consume the same entertainment that everyone else does? How do we know what's appropriate and what's not? Before we get started, look, let me just lay the foundation here. I love entertainment. 
Like I'm preaching to myself this morning. I love TV and movies. I love action movies, right? Where uh, my favorite kind is where someone gets wronged and the rest of the movie is where he's like killing everyone because of it. Like, I, I mean, I do. I like that stuff. I like comedies. I love a good comedy. I love to laugh. I love thrillers where you're just sitting on the edge of your seat. I speak fluent movie quote. All right. I mean, I, I, I love that. I'm, guys, I want to let you know this too. Look, I'm not a prude. I'm not a prude. I've heard all the words. I've seen all the body parts. I know that violence is part of the world that we live in. Okay, I'm not approved, so let's not get all religious this morning and act like we don't know what I'm talking about. All right, like some of y'all are like, Netflix? Net, net, never heard of her. What, uh, what, do you, what do you mean? Come on, come on. Let, let's, let's be honest this morning, okay? I, I love music. I, I, love, I love music. I'm a music nerd. I'm a music snob. I hate to inform you, your favorite band is not very good. Sorry. I'm a music snob. I love all types of music. Um, I love sports. To me, the most wonderful time of the year is not Christmas. It's when college football starts, right? Next weekend, you guys. I just want to let you know, next Saturday, when college college game day comes on, I'm going to be running around my house going, yeah, we're coming to your city. Like, that's going to be me, all right? I love sports, okay? Especially college football. I like all of that stuff. I also want to let you know, before we get into this morning, I'm not your mama. I'm not the Holy Spirit. What you watch in the privacy of your own home doesn't affect me. But I love you enough to tell you that it does affect you. It does affect you. And that's what we're talking about this morning. I want to start this out. Look, I prayed in the beginning of the year. I start praying about the elephants that we talk about. I know the Lord told me to preach on this. I know. It's something that we have to deal with, that we need to devote an entire message to the topic of entertainment. It's a completely different world now than it was when I was growing up and when many of you were growing up. Even if you're younger than me, it's still, even the last 10 years, it's completely different It is a different world altogether. Entertainment has gotten incredibly crude, incredibly crude. Stuff that that you would have to uh, purchase is now just available for free on streaming sites. Uh, and like apps and Netflix and Amazon Prime and, and, and Paramount Plus and, uh, and, and, and Apple TV Plus, all these different streamings. Like it's, it's, it's stuff, it's so, it's gotten so vulgar. It's gotten so crude. The other thing going on is access to this content is easier to get to than it's ever been before. I mean, we have most of the streaming services in our home. My parents would have never had that stuff in our home. But now it's pretty much the only way to watch TV, and a lot of it doesn't have filters built in. And so it's it's a different world than when many of us were growing up. Do y'all remember actually going home to watch a show? Do you remember leaving a place and saying, hey, I need to get home because my show starts at eight. Like we actually had to schedule like when we would watch TV, right? Do y'all remember buying an entire album? Some of y'all was a tape. Some of y'all was an eight track, but we're not going to bring that up. 
Right, we can, but now, guys, the entire library of all the music that's ever been made in the history of humanity is on my phone. And the same with every movie that's ever been made, every TV show, right? It's, it's on my phone. It's on your phone as well. So access and, 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 and the, the vulgarity and, and how crude, it's, it's just, it's a different world now. So I want you, as we get started, I want you to consider two biblical truths, two biblical truths, and then we're going to get really practical as we go on this morning, okay? Here's the first biblical truth. Your intake will determine your outcome. Your intake will determine your outcome. This is really important. I have the verse up behind me. You've heard this before, Proverbs 4.23, guard your heart above all else for it, what? Your heart determines the course of your life. And when I memorized this, when I was younger, it said, uh, keep your heart with all diligence for out of it springs the issues of life. I love the way the New Living puts it though. It says, it determines the course of your life. Now think about this, guard your heart. Let's just break this down, guard. I said this last week, where do you see a guard? Around something that's important. So what do we guard? Our heart, what is your heart? The heart is a Hebrew concept. It's not your blood pump in your chest. Your heart is the hidden inner part of who you are. It's the sum total of your thoughts, your desires. It's, it's kind of closer to what we would consider today the soul. So we guard that. How much do we guard it? A little bit? No, above all else. Now think about that. Wait, above my marriage? Above my children? Above my relationship with God? Well, if you don't guard your heart, you won't have any of those. That's why it's so important. Guard your heart above all else. Why? Why should I do that? Because it determines the course of your life. That's a big deal. It's a really big deal. Who you are right now is the sum total of your physical, emotional, and spiritual intake. You are the result. Right now, you are the result of what you've put in. You are the result of that. Your heart is like a sponge that soaks up outside information, processes it internally into your own thoughts and then your own actions. So if you've heard garbage in, garbage out, the idea of what gets put in will come out. This is a biblical concept. Now, here's the deal, guys. I'll be really honest with you. I hear people all the time. We start talking about media and movies and TV and music and video games. And I hear people, they say, well, it doesn't affect me. It doesn't affect me. Okay, I want everyone to look at me. That's pride. Because if you're saying, well, I can watch it and it doesn't affect me, you are disagreeing with what God's word says. And it's pride for you to think that you're the exception to what God says, right? And so I just need to let you know, it does affect you. We know in the natural that you are what you eat, right? You've heard that before. You are what you eat. It's the same spiritually. It's the same emotionally. If you don't like how you feel, feed your heart different food because you are what you eat. The key to changing what you're full of is to change what you feed on. So we need to pay attention to our intake because it will determine our outcome. Here's the second biblical truth that we need to recognize too. Christians live differently than the world. We're called to live differently. This is part of what it means to be a Christian. Look at Titus 2, verse 12. 
It says, we are instructed to turn from godless living and sinful pleasures. We should live in this evil world with wisdom, righteousness, and devotion to God. Now look, have fun. God created, this is not, there's parts of this life that are beautiful, fun, wonderful, and entertainment's a part of that. It's not all bad. I'm not saying you can't have fun. I'm not saying we don't enjoy this life. We do. But if your life looks the same as the life of a non-Christian, something's wrong. Something is off. Christians should affect culture, not reflect culture. I've heard it say, uh, I've heard people say, be a thermostat, not a thermometer. I like that. A a thermometer simply measures the temperature of what's around you, while a thermostat changes the temperature of what's around you. We're called to walk differently. But if you're not different, you're probably not walking in your calling. I know that's a little tough, but it's the truth. Look, if the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you and it makes no difference in your life, is he there? I mean, we need to examine ourselves and be honest with ourselves. So let's talk really quickly about some of the entertainment that we engage in. First of all, I need to let you know, music is supernatural. You cannot convince me otherwise. I will fight tooth and nail. Try, try me. Music is supernatural. I have three verses up here. I'm going to skim over them, take a picture, write them down, open up the, the notes in our app, look them up. Make sure they say what I say that they say. Second Kings 3.15, Elisha is asked to bring a prophetic message. He doesn't want to. He doesn't like the people that are asking him, but he knows he should. So what does he say? He says, verse 15, bring me a musician. And when the musician played, the hand of the Lord came upon him. When did the hand of the Lord come upon him? When music started, 1 Samuel 16, 23, Saul was tormented by an evil spirit. David, who was soon to be king, would play music and the evil spirit would leave. That's just instruments. 2 Chronicles chapter 5, 13 and 14, the people of God are worshiping God and they're saying, they're, uh, they're saying the Lord is good, his faithfulness endures forever and God shows up. The glory of God descends on the place and it says uh, that the priests could not continue their service because of the cloud for the glorious presence of the Lord filled the temple of God. Have you ever had a bad day and you're just you're like, yeah, okay, I know, well, I wasn't done, but okay. Have you ever, <laughs> I need to pray for you guys. Have you ever had a bad day and at the end of the day, you're like, I just need some Jesus and you turn on worship music and it just changes the complete atmosphere in the room. Okay. Okay. Me too. It's a regular part of what I do. Let me ask you a question. If Christian music can usher in the presence of the Holy spirit, what spirits do you think non-Christian music can usher in? Think about it. If Christian music brings in the Holy spirit, what does non-Christian mean? Now, I'm not saying that, look, Barry Manilow isn't ushering anything in <laughs> except bad music. Okay. I'm not saying everything is evil. It's evil. Don't listen to no secular music, y'all. I'm not saying that at all. Okay. But I'm saying be aware. Be aware that music's supernatural. All right, let's move on. I need you to get this as well. 
Stories affect you greatly. This is not just a biblical concept. This is a psychological concept. We know this to be true. Stories affect you deeply. It's an idea of implicit learning versus explicit learning. Explicit learning is where you're being taught something. Two plus two equals four. You write that down. You memorize it. They give you a test. You say it back to them. That's explicit learning. Implicit learning is, is, is when you just innately and intrinsically understand the meaning of a message. And we do that through story. And that's why Jesus taught in parables. Because he knew that the people would get it. Every story has a moral. You know, well, what's the moral of the story? The reason we say have language like that is because every story has a moral. TV shows and movies are stories. And every single one of them has a moral. Every single one of them has a lesson that is being taught to you. And they're not saying, this is what we want you to understand. It's implicit learning. Google implicit learning, read about it. Google the the effects of story on the human mind. Just go for it and begin to read and you'll understand it's super important. Now, Jesus in Mark chapter 7, 20 through 23, is talking about the heart, that we receive stuff in our heart and then uh, that can defile us and then it comes out through our actions. Check this out, Mark 7, 20 through 23. Jesus said, it says, and then Jesus added, It's what comes from inside that defiles you. For from within, out of a person's heart, come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, wickedness, deceit, lustful desires, envy, slander, pride, and foolishness. Verse 23, all of these vile things come from within. They are what defile you. So if it's coming from within, then what you put in matters. Now, now, let me read through, I, I know I went through that kind of fast. I want you to think about, I want you to think about maybe the latest TV shows or movies or, or if you watch, you know, a lot of people watch stuff on YouTube, you're watching stories, right, of some sort. I want you to think about when was the last time, this is the list that Jesus talked about, when is the last time something you saw had sexual immorality in it? What about theft? I love a good heist movie. What about murder? Some of y'all, you're listening to those murder podcasts. How to catch a killer. Some of y'all, some of y'all know way too much about serial killers. It's like, are you studying for a final exam? Adultery. When, when was the last time? Have you seen a TV show or a movie recently where there was adultery? Greed. Wickedness. Deceit. Lustful desires. When's the last time you saw something with deceit and lustful desires? Envy. Envy is wanting something someone else has and not wanting them to have it. When was the last time you saw that on a TV show or a movie? Slander. We talked about gossip last week. Pride. Foolishness. See, when you've put it in, it can defile you and it will come out. That's what Jesus says. It's what Jesus says. Guys, what is your TV teaching you? It's called programming for a reason. And whether you realize it or not, it's implicit learning because it's a story. Let's talk about sports and hobbies. Entertainment. Sports and hobbies are fun unless they rob you 
of your relationships and resources. Right? I mean, like, look, look, go golfing with the boys, go dancing with the girls, sign the kids up for travel ball, play video games with your friends, even, even have fun with fantasy football. We have a fantasy football draft after the service today. Y'all are going down. <laughs> I will not hold back. All that stuff is fine, but when it begins to rob you of your relationships and your resources, it's now out of balance. It's now a detriment. 1 Corinthians 6, 12 says, you say I'm allowed to do anything, but not everything is good for you. And even though you're allowed to do anything, I must not become a slave to anything. See, you can, you can have hobbies. You can love sports. You can play sports. You can do all this. It's, all, it's fine until it's not. And you need to know the difference. You need to recognize, hey, this is robbing me of relationships. I, th- there are certain hobbies you can have. There's plenty to do on Sunday morning. Thank you for being here. It shows an investment in your spiritual walk. Thank you. But, but, but what about life groups? What about school of ministry, VFCU? What about these other, like, you see what I'm saying? What about your resources? Guys, I mean, the, the, the numbers on how much people, sp- how much money people spend on travel ball for their kids is unbelievable. I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with it. I just think it can very quickly get out of balance. Pay attention. Pay attention. God didn't save you just so you could live a life of leisure. He's got a purpose. He's got a plan. There's a calling over your life. Now, does that mean you can't have leisure? Of course not. Have fun. I have a lot of fun. But not at the expense of my calling. And that's what I want for you. So, it's up to you. I want you to hear me. It's up to you to ensure that your entertainment doesn't become your enslavement. Remember it said, it said, I will not be a slave to anything. I have the right to do this. You can do this, but I won't be, I won't be mastered by anything else. That's, it's up to you. It's up to you to make sure your entertainment doesn't become your enslavement. I'm going to give you, we're going to get really practical for the last part of this. I'm going to give you three ways to make sure that your entertainment doesn't become your enslavement. And with each point, I've got two action items. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to call them life applications, practical advice on what you can do to make sure entertainment doesn't go too far in your life. Are y'all ready? All right. Here's the first one. Protect your time. Protect your time. I got an email uh, about a month or so ago from one of the streaming services that we're signed up for. And it said, here's your weekend watch list. And it started at Friday night and it recommended this movie. Saturday morning, it recommended another movie. Saturday night, it recommended another movie. Sunday morning, watch this movie. And Sunday night, watch this movie. I was like, what? You want me to stay at home and spend at bare minimum 10 hours watching movies? Of course they do, because they want your money. Look, everyone else wants your time. You're going to have to guard yours. Time is a precious commodity. That means other people are going to want it. And so protect your time. Ephesians 5, 15 through 16 says, look carefully then how you walk. Not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time 
because the days are evil. Now, Paul was writing the Ephesians in the first century, modern-day Turkey, and he thought the days were evil. What do you think you'd think about our days? Pretty evil as well, right? So we need to, if they need to be good stewards of their time back then, what do we need to be? Even better stewards, right? Because we have at our fingertips so much more available to us than they did back then. Y'all, distraction is destructive to your destiny. Your purpose, your family, your job, and your health can suffer from too much entertainment. I'm not saying entertainment's bad. I like entertainment. I engage in it all the time, but not to the detriment of my spiritual life, usually. Because it's so easy for it to get away from you, right? And, And I've said this before, guys, we feel like, you ever feel like you just need more time? I just need more time. We all get the same amount of time. We don't need more time. We need more time management. That's what we need more of. We we need more intentionality. We need to be more deliberate. So let me give you our first life application when it comes to protecting your time. Here it is. Life application number one. Don't binge watch TV shows and movies. Rut row. (laughs) Ha ha. Don't binge watch. Now, I dare you, I double dog dare you this afternoon, open up your favorite search engine and type in psychological effects of binge watching. I dare you. It's not going to be a spiritual or scriptural source. It's probably going to be a psychological source. And I'll, spoiler alert, it's been confirmed over and over through multiple studies that binge watching is very harmful to you. We, we never could do this before. You remember we had to watch an episode. If you missed it, it was gone. And then you had to tune in next week to get the next episode. And hopefully they had a recap. It's not like that now. You can binge watch an entire hour. I'll never forget Tiff and I. When Netflix was first starting, if you remember, if those of you who are younger might not know this, they used to send you DVDs in the mail. So we, we got DVDs of the show 24. Y'all know the Kiefer Sutherland? Oh my gosh. This is one of the first bingeable shows and every single episode ended on like a cliffhanger. And so I remember it's like midnight and we just finished an episode and we're looking at each other like, should we? Yeah, we should. And we just keep watching because we want to keep, we want to know. And then I realized I found myself in the grocery store, pushing the shopping cart, thinking about Jack Bauer. <laughs> because I had hijacked my brain. This is all I thought about. Look, when you start thinking about characters while you're at work, while you're shopping, even right now, some of y'all are like, I wonder what so-and-so's doing. You know, even now, you've hijacked your brain, you're watching too much. And these streaming services, you know what they do when you get to the end of, a, of, of an episode? It starts the little countdown. They give you about 10 seconds. Want to watch the next episode? If you don't make a decision in 10 seconds, we're going to start it. Why? It's their job to keep you on their program. And so look, don't let the streaming company tell you what to watch or when to watch. Make a decision for yourself. Ignore the countdown. For us, personally, this is Tiffany and I, we won't watch more than two episodes of a show a day. We just, we just won't do it. 
We did it like last Saturday. We were watching a show. We loved it. It was awesome. We were like, we got time. And we watched two episodes. But then that's it. We won't do, I wanted to watch more. But it's just a boundary we've set up. And so I encourage you to adopt your own. Here's the second life application for protecting your time. Plan your times of entertainment. Plan it. Don't just let it fill up. Don't just let it fill up free time. When you have free time, and you know I mean, for me, my free time by default, I'll just reach in my pocket and find my phone, right? Or maybe if you're at the house, free, hey, I've got a few minutes, uh, turn on the TV, see what's on YouTube. For me, usually it's Fail Army. Fail Army is on YouTube. I, that's hilarious to me. I love watching people get hurt. Please pray for me. <laughs> that's Fail Army, F-A-I-L, I'm just kidding. This sermon brought to you by Fail Army. So you decide, plan your team, not just a start, not, not just a start time, but an end time. Have a plan. Otherwise, guys, I, I like to say this all the time. Current culture is a current. It's taking you somewhere. You have to swim upstream. You have to plan. So plan your times of entertainment, okay? So protect your time. The second way that we protect ourselves is protect your mind. Protect your mind. Romans 12, 2 says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind. You renew your mind. This word in Greek, it means to renovate or remodel. The thinking that you have needs to be adjusted. Just because you think a thought doesn't mean it's good, doesn't mean it's God. So you have to renew your mind and adjust your thinking. You do this by practicing a lifestyle of repentance, changing your mind so that you change your action. That, that's, that's what we do. That's how we renew our minds. We align ourselves. We recalibrate ourselves to what God says, and we do what he says. So how do we protect our mind? Let me give you two life applications for this one as well. Here's the first one. Turn off the TV when you're not actively watching a show. This is just really practical advice. I can't tell you how many hospital rooms I've been in, right? TV's just blaring. Walk, walk in a house, TV's just blaring. Now, if it's worship, that's great. But, uh, but if it's just a show in the background, guys, if it's 24-7 cable news, you're feeding yourself frustration, and that's why you're always mad at everyone. Don't, don't do that. Don't just let it stay, please. I mean, look, I'm not coming to your house. I won't know. It's your life. It's not mine. I'm not your mama. But I'm telling you, I know those of you that watch 24-7 cable news, I know who you are. I already know who you are because you're always angry. I do. I, I know which one of you guys do. And, and, and maybe it's not 24-7 cable news. Maybe it's podcasts. Maybe it's YouTube. Maybe it's whatever. But it's, it's, it's sowing anger into your heart, what do you think you're going to reap? Anger. What do you think is going to come out of you? Anger, because it's what's been put into you. So turn off the TV. Turn it off when you're not active. Look, if you're actively watching a show, enjoy. Have fun. But if you're not actively watching, turn it off. The thing we used to do growing up in our house, uh, I did it as a kid. My kids all did it. We would mute the commercials. Now, there aren't many commercials anymore if you're watching streaming stuff. But like if I'm watching a live sports program, I'll mute the commercials. Because A, it's about 25% louder than, than the show I'm watching. And B, I don't want you telling me how to spend my money. That's exactly what commercials are. 
And so I encourage you, look, take control over the TV set. Take control over the tablet. Take control over the phone. And if you're not actively using it, turn it off. Tiff likes to say this, continual exposure to fantasy creates dissatisfaction with reality. So limit your intake. Be deliberate. You want to watch something, have fun. But otherwise, turn it off. Here's the second thing. How to protect your mind. Use filtering apps and look up content online. Look, you got to know, you got to know what you're watching. Okay, today, it's just, it's different today. It's not like when you were younger and if something was PG or PG-13 or R, you knew what it would be in it. There is a big difference between those ratings now. It, be intelligent. Our family, I'm not, this, this sermon is not brought to you by Van Angel. I've talked about it before. We love it. What you do is you hook up Netflix and Amazon Prime, Paramount Plus, Apple TV Plus. You, you hook up these streaming serv- services to it. It's all done on your TV on your smart TV, and then you can watch the stuff. But just like, do y'all remember when, like, you know, like, uh, which one was it? NBC, it was like Sunday movie night or whatever. They have a movie night. And sometimes they'd cut the movies. Like if someone cussed, they'd, they'd bleep, they wouldn't bleep it, but it just goes silent. And then all of a sudden, like there's a scene and a man and woman going to a bedroom and then it cuts, cut through a commercial. That's what Vin Angel does now. It just cuts scenes out and you get to determine what gets cut out. You're in complete, I, I, I'm a huge fan of it. We use it all the time, okay? So use a filtering app like that and look up content online. Look, I am not gonna insult your intelligence and tell you a bunch of websites to go. Google it, take, take authority over your own entertainment choices. And, and, and look, there was a movie recently I really wanted to go see. It's a director I really like. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna go see this, can't wait. Right before I was about to go see it, I realized, oh, it's rated R. His stuff's normally PG-13. And then I found out that it had some pretty gratuitous nudity in it. I was like, oh, okay, well, I'll wait till I can watch it on VidAngel. I didn't like that. I I didn't want to change my plans, but I got to protect my heart because God has stuff for me to do. And whatever comes in my heart is going to come out of my heart. And so, look, it's it's just a movie. I'll watch it later without all this stuff. Okay, so look, you look up content online. Know what you're about to watch. Know what you're about to watch, okay? Um, last one. Protect your family. Protect your family. Proverbs 22, 6 says, train up a child in the way that he should go, and when he's older, he will not depart from it. Train. Training denotes repetition, to train means to do it over and over and over and over, and your kids are going to pester you. Your grandkids are going to pester you. Can I watch this? Can I watch this? I said no, you punk. No, 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 no. I'm so tired of saying no, but I'm going to keep saying it. No, no. Guys, we were very vigilant with our children. Like, probably more than, than most people would think was appropriate. We were not harsh. We were not mean. We always explained things. But, but we were hypervigilant with our children. I mean, there's so many parents that are binge-watching Netflix, they need to binge-watch their kids. They need to spend time with their children. Kids can't handle the violence. Again, I don't have time to go into the psychology of this, but you need to understand what you see and you can rationalize with your prefrontal cortex 
says, look, this was, this was done with makeup. It was done with computer graphics. It's not real. They don't have that. And when they see it, it's still forming. And when they see it, uh, the, the, the limbic system, the fight or flight system of their brain records that image, permanently lays it down on their hard drive. And it, and it treats, and it, 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 it tells them how to treat the world, how to interact with the world around them. So if you're wondering why little Johnny always hits his sister when things don't go his way, it's because of the content he's been watching. Because he can't process it. Oh, my kids know it's fake. No, they don't. Your kid's not some genius that is outside of the laws of your brain. Parent, parent. It's hard. It's frustrating. I know, believe me, I had three of them. We, we, look, shield your kids. Here's the first, the first application. Shield your kids from inappropriate entertainment. Every TV made after the year 2000, and if you don't have one of those, I, don't, I can't help you. They have something called a V-chip. That V-chip reads the rating, whether it's a TV rating, TV, uh, TV PG-14 or MA, or a movie rating, PG, PG-13R. Every single one, every single one of them has a V-chip. You should enable it. It will keep them from watching stuff that you don't want them to see. Well, I don't know how. Well, figure it out. And figure it out. It'll be on YouTube. There'll be, a, there'll be a tutorial on it. We, for us, we didn't let our kids spend the night at people's houses where they don't have similar convictions to us when it comes to content, media content. They can come to our house, but they can't go to that house. We, this is, uh, I apologize, teenagers, y'all are not going to like me for saying this. Our rule is that our kids couldn't watch a PG-13 movie until they were 13. Because if Hollywood says a kid under 13 shouldn't watch it, what, what would I think? And I know all the superhero movies, they're all PG-13 and you got little, little seven, six-year-olds watching it. Okay, good luck. Good luck. I wonder why they're depressed. I wonder why they're anxious. I wonder why they're violent. Look, I'm sorry. It's hard. I get it. But it's necessary. Second and last life application. Teach your children why. Teach your children why we don't expose our hearts to harmful things. You know what I told my kids? I said, we protect what's important. We hide our valuables and you are valuable. And we're going to hide you from this world. We're not going to expose you to the things that are going to hurt you because we care about you. I didn't just say it's because I said so. That works when they're really young. But they get, when they get older, they can understand, look, you don't understand this now, I understand, but this is because I love you. Come on, parents. Come on, parents. You can do this. It's going to take effort. It's going to make you tired. You're, they're going to fight back. Say, hey, I love you too much. Sorry. Love you too much. Guys, I need you to hear this. Movies, TV, video games, books, sports, music. Guys, entertainment can be fine. It can be fine. But too much entertainment or the wrong kind of entertainment can be fatal. God wants you to enjoy yourself and he doesn't want you to injure yourself. There's a difference. 
Look, protect your heart. Use wisdom. And my question to you this morning is, will you let the Holy Spirit guide your entertainment choices? Let's stand for prayer. I can just see you guys this afternoon, like looking at the blank TV, like, oh no. (laughs) What do I do? Look, please hear me. I love movies and TV as well. Tomorrow's my day off. Uh, I'm going to go see the uh, Blue Beetle superhero movie. It's probably going to stink because it's DC instead of Marvel. But I'm going to be in a cold, dark theater eating popcorn, and I'm going to love it. I I don't want you to get the wrong idea. I'm not saying you can't watch stuff. I'm saying use your brain, protect your heart, manage your time well, and train your children. This matters. It matters. Grandparents, this matters. Youth, don't make your parents watch out for yourself. You watch out for yourself. Don't make them do all the hard work. Do the right thing. If they say no, say, okay, I assume that you love me. Close your eyes. Y'all know what's coming. You're about to ask the Holy Spirit, Lord, how am I doing when it comes to entertainment? How am I doing? What are the shows I'm watching I need to stop watching? The movies, the books, the video games, the sports, the hobbies, the music. Is there anything, Lord, that's hurting me instead of helping me? Why would you not want to get rid of that, you guys? The Lord loves you. He's not trying to take fun from you. He's trying to get you to stop hitting yourself with entertainment. Stop hurting yourself with entertainment. Submit to him. Yield to him. Listen to him. I want to lead you in a prayer where we ask God for help. I need help with this. I'm sure you do too. So if you will, repeat this prayer after me. Say, Father, I have a tendency to overdo it when it comes to entertainment. So I submit myself to you. I ask you to help me make wise entertainment choices. When it comes to the TV, the movies, the video games that I interact with, the books, the music, the sports, and the hobbies that I do. I give it all to you. I trust you're not trying to take something from me. You're trying to give something to me. Your peace, your joy, your righteousness. So Holy Spirit, I give you permission to convict me and correct me when it comes to entertainment. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Amen, 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 amen. Thanks for listening to the VFC Podcast. 
If you live in the Thomasville area, we would love for you to connect with us in person. For more information about our weekly gatherings, including service times and directions, you can visit us at vfcthomasville.org.